0: presented by Locked On. It's Joe Marino and Kyle Crafts from the Draft Network and we are your hosts here on this Wednesday edition of the show where we are going to continue the dueling mock draft series this time covering the AFC West for today's show and Kyle after starting off in the hole seven to one you went two for two in the NFC West edition of the show. You feeling good feeling on the uptick there? Uh no I was really hoping it to- pull out a dub for the day on Monday.
1: I felt good about my classes. Surprised the, uh, the Kyler Murray pick came back and bit me, which (laughs) is fitting because I made the Kyler Murray pick to appeal to these fans and they didn't want it. So I don't know what the fans want, man. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what information they've been, been fed from you. So their (laughs) expectations are skewed. I don't know. I'm just I'm gonna keep pounding though
0: so it's nine to three you have wins for the Seahawks 49ers and and the Lions which is the trophy win right there
1: yes the Lions is worth five wins by itself
0: (laughs) uh real quick rest in peace AAF
1: yeah this sucks man we're recording like right when this news is hitting like one o'clock on Tuesday and uh suspending operations I've read that it's not formally folded yet but that looks like the likely resolution and we don't even know who the first champion is, man. That's bull
0: corn. <laughs> how, do you, how do you make this call, right? You have to understand at some level, like what's going to happen here, what the revenue flows are like. The, the, the loss of revenue must be so bad. The loss of interest has be, must have declined so rapidly that they feel like there's nowhere to bounce back. Well,
1: Tom, Tom Dundon, who's the owner, loses $70 million on his investment. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. Now, here's my question. I'm curious because everybody gets like the salaries to entice people to come and play for the league were pretty substantial, right?
0: Two hundred fifty k or something. Did did they cut
1: themselves out by doing that for every player? I have no. Well, I think I, it was kind of cool because I think every player was getting paid the same. Right, um, that's what I mean. Boom. Like you're paying every single player on every team two hundred fifty thousand dollars it gets into a slippery slope otherwise
0: you know I, I don't know i don't i don't i mean i'm sure guess, but
1: that's that's a that's a high salary i get it's i get it so you got to entice guys to come out and play but you know if these guys are looking for a chance to prove that they can play and come back and play in the pros like or in the nfl like you don't think you could get people to come pay for like come play for like 125k sure yeah i mean that's 100k like you know that, what i mean
0: yeah that and that moves the needle you know i think at the same time though these are guys who Probably thought their football careers were over, and to not pursue other careers that you know you couldn't you have to give up a lot has to be worthwhile to a pretty substantial extent. You can't just play be a, a part-time AAF football player for four months a year and not do uh, the other job that's going to advance you for the, the, the long term. so uh, there's why not some calculation that's what my, with that's that. what minor league baseball players do: I have a friend that's a minor league baseball player, and um, they have a sucky life. I'll say that. Yeah,
1: because (laughs) you got to work a full time job the other months out of the year.
0: Yeah, well, unless you can teach baseball lessons, a lot of people pay for
1: that. Can we also pour one out for the 2019 draft caps? Have to. These things suck, dude. Every year, these things get worse. I don't understand who's designing these or (laughs) what. Like, you got to market test these hats. I don't. I haven't seen. I've seen like one team that was like, "Wow, our hats are pretty cool." It was Miami. Miami's are good. Miami's aren't bad. Yeah, they're almost top Miami. five. But yeah, the Chiefs, bro, I don't five. know
0: what's going on with the Chiefs hat with
1: <laughs> the random swirls. The pan the Panthers hat, I damn near pissed my pants. I was laughing so hard at that thing.
0: So the Panthers hat is really bad. I guess what I respect about all of the hats is that they try to do something that's related to the, the communities that they represent. And right. so sort they of kind of splice together the the North Carolina and South Carolina flag, I guess is okay. But it just it looks bad.
1: But it was like because it's Carolina blue. And then there's like they just plopped in like a black patch on the front of the hat (laughs) to put the the North Carolina logo on their alternates actually better. Did you see the alternate for the Panthers?
0: No, I didn't know there was alternates. There's
1: does it get get better or worse like across the board? Uh, I haven't seen the Dolphins alternate, but I know the Panthers one is it's navy blue. And then half of the front panel where the Panthers logo sits is white. With a navy blue Panthers logo, and then the uh, North Carolina and South Carolina state emblems are stacked one on top of the other, and it looks better than than the original.
0: Why navy blue? The Panthers are teal, black, and silver. They're not or, or, or not teal like whatever that color blue is. Not I don't navy. know, that, but it looks better, so right. I'm not complaining. All right, I'm going to have to spend, after the show, I'm going to have to go look at these alternate draft hats. Kyle, I still feel like I have honors because if you, you know, in golf, whoever wins a previous hole, you know, has honors if they go. Yeah, you. You, you do, so, so you just call your shot. You, what you wanna do you um, want to do? I think, look, we're starting off with the Raiders, and three first-round picks, things can get a little dicey. So I want to hear, I mean, my, mine's done. The work's done. I've already got it done, but I think I want to hear you rip through your Raiders haul before I give mine. Well, listen. I like my Raiders Hall a lot, okay? So
1: four picks, and they're all within the top 35 players, so a great opportunity to land some really good football players. Starting at number four, I gave the Raiders Brian Burns. We need some pass rush on this team, traded Khalil Mack. We all know that Brian Burns, the most advanced pass rusher in this year's draft class when you pair together the hands, the length, the first step the bend and the, the flexibility and the explosiveness and that the hand counters that he has, I think it's, it's a home run pick. Brian Burns did himself a lot of favors in this pre-draft process. So getting him stepping into a defensive end room right now, that is brace yourself, Joe Josh Morrow, Arden (laughs) key and Shalik Calhoun. That's what they got. Give me Brian Burns, add him into that room. He's instantaneously the best defensive end on the roster. Uh, number 24, I went with a corner, Joe. Somebody to play opposite of, uh, got the wrong death chart up here. Gary Conley? Gary Conley. Yeah, I pulled up and said Chris Harrison. I'm like, that's not right. <laughs> <laughs> so somebody to play opposite of uh, Gary on Conley and take over for Nick Nelson as a starting corner. Byron Murphy was on the board at 24. So I am thrilled to take essentially a best player available at 24, but it also fills a position of need. So you got really two really promising boundary or outside corners here in Oakland. And then at 27, I drafted an offensive weapon. Uh, they lost Jared cook. So give me Noah fant at 27. You got an athletic field, stretching tight end. You can flex him out, play big slot if you need to. And then at 35 I sat down and I said, okay, you've alleviated some of the pressing needs on this roster who stands out as like a nice trump card that would make sense with John Gruden. And I looked at the wide receiver position. I know they traded for Antonio Brown. They brought in Tyrell Williams, uh, but at the same time I want to get Debo and bring Debo Samuel into the mix here. So my four picks are Brian Burns, Byron Murphy, Noah Fant and Debo Samuel to kind of play inside outside, be that weapon that he was used at in south carolina in a lot of the same ways so i really like this class for the raiders
0: it's gonna be interesting kyle we have uh some contrasting players here that i think will be defining in the vote at number four overall i also went with an edge rusher because we know good edge rushers are hard to find and the oakland raiders need them badly so i went with josh allen edge rusher from kentucky and uh you know obviously a great season here for uh him last year with, with Kentucky running circles around SEC offensive tackles. It's to come down to, my man, whether or not people are willing to uh, believe in Brian Burns. I feel like they're getting their people warming up to the Burns, but uh, they're still he's got some haters out there saying he's lean. So uh, we'll see how that goes. Uh, number – what is the next pick? 24, uh, I went with Noah Fant, tight end from Iowa, giving there them an explosive uh, X factor there for this offense. We saw how valuable – jared cook was last year for this group and uh they don't have him anymore and and so we replaced that with uh younger maybe even better version of jared cook with noah fan at number 27 we went cornerback here to get us a guy opposite of Gary connelly different name though amani Oruwarie from penn state um byron murphy wasn't available in my draft but uh O is a very good consolation prize, really good size, ball skills, body control for his size is really outstanding. I think he projects as a starter and we really solidified the the corner duo for the long-term there. And at number 35, this was an interesting spot too, because I kind of let the board fall to me, but I went with a completely different direction. Went with an offensive lineman, Chris Lindstrom from Boston college. They just traded away Kalichi Osemele right now. Denzel good is slated to start at one of those guard spots. I think that Lindstrom can probably upgrade that spot and give them another young piece on this, uh, on this group here uh, to make sure that there's no missing links. And obviously, Colton Miller needs to get better, but the rest of this group plus Lindstrom at left guard, I really get excited about, and it really shapes to be a really good offensive line. So for me, Josh Allen at four, Noah Fan at 24, Amani Oruarie at 27, and Chris Lindstrom at 35 for my Raiders Hall. Nice picks. Is my Amani pronunciation doing better? Do I, I feel better saying it? But I feel it's still so funky. O, it's O
1: U Yes, you like that. that. I was always want to do one the O have Yeah, it's, you did. You did O
0: again today. O Rue It's uh, say it again. O U War E A. O U A R E A. O U A R E A. Yes! Amani O U A R E A. That's it. Yeah, but when I see it, I got that R in there, and it makes me want to Rip go Get the R rude. out. Get yeah. it out. Get it yeah. out. All right. Uh, who's next? The Broncos? Does that mean I'm yeah. first? Are we alternating here? Yeah, let's All do right. that. I did a nice job with the Broncos. Uh, what, do they only have two picks? Three? Okay, here we go. All right, so with the number 10 pick in the draft, we go with Devin Bush, linebacker from Michigan. This is a team that I feel like they need that second-level enforcer, and Bush – has really just had an outstanding season this past year, blew up the combine, and love what he offers in terms of not only giving you a guy that can win in space, but he's physical playing into the line of scrimmage. Uh, Love what he can do there in the middle of this Broncos defense. At number 41, we go back to the defensive line here. We go with Jerry Tillery, interior defensive lineman from Notre Dame. Uh, We got a guy here that's going to complement these edge rushers in Chubb and Miller and give us a guy that is is a really talented interior pass rusher. A lot of moves at his disposal. Had a great season this past year for Notre Dame and helps this uh, this defense really get more stout up the middle in terms of both interior pressure but also run defense. And I think we really did that with the picks of Bush and Jerry Tillery. Um, and at number 71, the, the, the Broncos' third-round pick, we're going to the offensive line here where – Uh, Right now, Elijah Wilkinson is their starting right guard, and they've made some strides here to improve this group with Ronald Leary as well as Juwan James this offseason, but they lost Matthew Paradis. Connor McGovern's going to step in and fill a big role for them, but Drew Samaya really gives them a guy that has a nasty edge to him, a guy that likes to move bodies out of the way, has good mobility, long-term starter there for Oklahoma. I think he's got some plug-and-play upside to really improve this offensive line, and they've got Joe Flacco now who – He's a statue, and you want to keep him clean. You don't want pressure in his face. Let's make sure we have this interior offensive line solidified with uh, Drew Samia. So to recap, number 10, Devin Bush. Number 41, Jerry Tillery. Number 71, interior offensive lineman Drew Samia from Oklahoma.
1: You slide dog. We overlapped on one of these. All right, so number 10, Joe, you took Devin White. Bush. Or De- Bush. Devin Bush. I took Devin White. Devin White slides to 10, and I snatched him right up for the Denver Broncos. So you can have LB2 if you want, or you can have LB1, really. I mean, it's just a matter of personal preference if you like the first or second best player at the position in the class. Uh, 41, went with the defensive lineman, Joe. Great minds thinking alike here. Did not take Jerry Tillery, though. I took Dexter Lawrence from Clemson at 41. I really think uh, Gatsas and Wolf. You know they need some depth behind those guys. To Marcus Walker, we're going to see if he can continue to take steps forward in his development. But I really think putting Dexter Lawrence in the middle of those kinds of guys, and then you got Von Miller and uh, Bradley Chubb as edge rushers off the edge. That's a pretty impos- imposing front. Uh, if, if the Broncos put all those guys up on the line of scrimmage, a lot of different ways than they can attack you with speed, and you have to count for collapsing power. Uh, Seventy-one also took. Oklahoma's Drew Samia uh, with that selection so uh, Joe we're of like mind with that 71st pick but my trio is Devin White Dexter Lawrence and Drew Samia for the Denver Broncos
0: that's going to be a polarizing poll that's going to be a close one Um, I think that obviously White's going to be more appealing but I think that people are going to like Tillery more than Lawrence at 41 probably we'll see but but is that enough to make up the gap between white and bush i uh, probably not you're probably going to take that one i got the raiders though raiders is mine Um, we'll see i don't know i took you see people might like that flashy pick there you went with debo and i went with um the offensive lineman so there might be more sex appeal with yours than compared to mine so i'll
1: start the uh the chargers
0: yeah sounds good
1: yeah okay so here's where i took jerry tillery (laughs) I took Jerry Tillery at 28 overall to the Chargers. The Chargers uh, really need to work on that run defense, and obviously that was one of the the key pitfalls for them in the playoffs last year. Being unable to stop the run needs to get more stiff. I know they got Justin Jones who they invested a third-round pick in in last year's draft, but uh, you just need stoutness and you need depth up front, and I think Tillery can provide that. I think he's a good... Uh, fit based on his athletic thresholds and his athletic profile and the length that he provides. I uh, really like that match. At 60, I went with an offensive tackle for the Chargers. I opted to go with uh, Yanni Kajust, who is going to have a little bit of a slide as far as his draft profile. I know he, he just underwent surgery for a quad, right?
0: Mm-hmm. Three months.
1: Yeah. Uh, so the, the, that may put him behind a little bit in year one, but this is generally speaking a roster that's ready to compete, but they need reinforcements up front. Russell Okung, uh, he's getting up there in age. Does he have the durability to play 16 games? They've got Sam Tevy slated to start at right tackle right now. So could in for a little bit of a slide, but if he's healthy, that's a steal at 60 as far as I'm concerned. And then at 91, uh, I did go for a skill player. I went for a wide receiver I like the group that they have with Keenan Allen, Travis Benjamin, and Mike Williams. Mike Williams obviously took big, promising steps forward. But I wanted to get them some blazing speed on this roster, so I drafted Mecole Hardman at 91 from Georgia. And I think he just gives them a little bit more of an explosive play after the catch type element to his game that they really don't have with their top trio. So just a little different flavor to give them something else on the passing offense.
0: Recap real quick.
1: So my three were Jerry Tillery, Yanni Kajust, and Mecole Hardman.
0: Same positions, same spots, different players. So we'll see what everyone likes. So here I go at 28. I go with Christian Wilkins, defensive tackle from... How the
1: hell he make it to 28?
0: Look, how did Devin White get oh to pick? Oh, my God. I got the screenshots. I've got the I screenshots.
1: Got, I got shafted.
0: Yeah, well, that's how I felt when I read Devin Bush, and then I hear you got Devin White, all right? So this is... <laughs> <laughs> and you got frigging Chauncey Gardner johnson in the second round to somebody. So you've been had your own luck here lately, too. All right, Christian Wilkins, as you can tell from Kyle's reaction, was a superior pick in the first round giving us a penetration style defensive tackle that's stout that really gets them a little bit more tough up the middle there. Uh, Darius Philon was a player for them last year. That was important. He's moved on. Uh, you know, right now, Justin Jones and Brandon Meebane are other two guys. We can get a real impact uh, interior guy here with Christian Wilkins. Number 60 offensive line, offensive tackle. I mean, you are both very concerned about Sam Tevy, and you should be. And we're going to get Uh, bring in Caleb McGarry from Washington into the mix, a guy that's really buzzing right now, had a good senior bowl, uh, really a physical player, tested well, uh, really can challenge Sam Tevy and and get this right side of the offensive line solidified where, you know, look, if we're going to maximize this Super Bowl window with Phillip Rivers, let's keep him upright because he's aging and uh, we don't need that pressure on him. So get a guy here that can help improve this offensive line and Caleb McGarry then I went with a uh, wide receiver as well at number 91, and uh, I also gave them a guy with some speed, with some 4-3 speed, but his name's Terry McLaurin from Ohio State. Really detailed route runner, uh, able to win vertically, gives you that special teams ability, uh, ideally fits into what they already have with this mix of, like you mentioned there, Travis Benjamin, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams. I think that he complements that, tr- that, that quartet now, trio expanded to a quartet of top four receivers with a, with a good complementary mix of guys. So to recap... 28, Christian Wilkins, 60, Caleb McGarry, 91, Terry McCorn. I don't know. I think I got you in that
1: one, too. You think so? I think the gap between Kajust and McGarry is large. And no,
0: people are going to know about that injury right now. They're not going to want him. And Tillery has his fair share of fans. So. But Christian Wilkins? I don't know, <sighs> brother. That's going to be tight. No, I don't think it's going to be tight. I'm taking that one 60-40. 60 40 okay
1: well yeah. let's see what you did for the chiefs i like my chiefs draft a lot too
0: uh, let me see if i like mine eh. <laughs> <laughs> not a great start uh, let's hope is it my lead on this one it is your lead senior all right uh 29 nick bosa <laughs> 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 my heart skipped about four beats there i was legally <laughs> dead for five seconds okay. At number 29, not Nick Bosa. We went with Chase Winovich edge from Michigan. I've really fallen in love with this idea. I think that he gives this, this, uh, this chief's defense, a much needed, just dynamic presence off the edge. They've, you know, Justin Houston, Justin Houston's not here anymore. D Ford's not here anymore. We need to add to that spot in a big way. And I think Chase Winovich gives them a high motor guy with good technique that can really cause problems off the edge. Uh, and really fill an important need here. Get athletic in the front seven, something that they need a lot. Uh, At 61, we're going to dip into the offensive line here where uh, they just lost Mitch Morris at center. Bring in Elton Jenkins from Mississippi State, a guy that's really physical, can move bodies out of the way, and make sure that the center positions uh, has a a talented guy there. I know that's an important spot, especially with a young quarterback like Patrick Mahomes, and making sure that that you have the right center to pair with him for the long haul. I think you can accomplish that at number 61 and number 63. We're going to the secondary here where, you know, they just, uh, they just lost who did they, they lost a player that I, uh, that Steven Nelson's not that good. He's a replacement level player, but, you know, opposite of Kendall Fuller, we really need some help for this group. Rashad B. Breland's slated to start, who's an average starter. Let's go with the, with the guy here in Sean Bunting, who uh, is a cornerback from Michigan State. Michigan State gives you good size, gives you uh, really good athletic ability. Ball skills are there and uh, can really challenge right away to be that guy opposite of Fuller and help us on the back end here. So to recap, number 29, Chase Winovich, number 61, Elton Jenkins, and Sean Bunting at 63. What about 92? Oh, uh, my screenshot, I don't have it. Oh, no. It's going to be a bummer for Joe's pick. He's not going to be able to tell but, us. No, but the good news is on draftnetwork.com, you can save your mock drafts. And, of course, of course I did. Oh, jeez! So here's my mock drafts. Uh, AFC West, give it a little click here. Uh, let's see our user-only picks. And with the 92nd pick, oh, this is a great pick. This is a redeeming pick. I went with Daryl Henderson running back from Memphis. We just lost uh, you know, the Kareem Hunt situation. We need a dynamic guy, a guy with some juice uh, to, uh, to really make an impact in the backfield here alongside Patrick Mahomes. Go with Daryl Henderson, who averaged, I think, 25 yards a carry for his career at Memphis and uh, excited about adding some sizzle there in the backfield where you know they brought in Carlos Hyde. They have Damian Williams. Those are more downhill guys. I have a guy that's more dynamic here in Daryl Henderson to round out the group. That's such a buzzkill because I have Henderson at 92. <laughs>
1: <laughs> there it is. All right, so it's going to be a wash. Okay, so it's going to come down to two picks then. And I also went with an edge defender at 29, Joe. Any guesses?
0: Cleland Farrell.
1: Cleland Farrell. At yeah, he was on the board for mine too. I actually
0: went with Winovich over him.
1: I I debated it, so I think this will be a close vote because I think there's merits to both of these guys. Right, uh, yeah. Cleveland Farrell at 29 uh, with the departure D Ford, they they need to reinvigorate the pass rush there. So Cleveland, I think, can give you some powerful hands. I think he kind of fits the physical mold up front that the Chiefs have kind of targeted with some of their their previous. Uh, selections as far as defensive ends, defensive linemen. At 61, I landed Sean Bunting. So we have a mutual pick here, Joe. Uh, eager to gobble him up and, and get that length and athleticism. I'm su- I was surprised to see he was on the board, but here he was. Uh, 63 for me, linebacker Blake Cashman was available. And I made sure to grab him. He's been a, a pretty popular player over the course of the last couple months uh, for his athleticism and the opportunity to have him supplement Reggie Ragland, who has, uh, let's just say, (laughs) limited mobility in the middle, I think would be a a really great step in the right direction and adding more versatility for the Chiefs, uh, their their linebacker group. And then 92, running back Daryl Henderson, change of pace versus some of the heavy hitters that they have in uh, Damian Williams and Carlos Hyde. So uh, two similar picks, two different picks in this mock draft for the Kansas City Chiefs, Joe.
0: Any any uh you clearing taking a you gonna claim victory right now? You calling your no, shot? No,
1: I, I got cocky last time and I only went two out of two out of four, so I'm not talking any shit here to end the show. I'm just I like my picks. I hope the people do too.
0: <laughs> okay. Well, we'll find out. We'll put the polls up and everyone cool. make sure you go vote. Sorry for the anticlimactic ending. <laughs> Very anti Kyle, that whole thing right there. So Yeah, I know. A little humble Who is pie. This guy? Gotta eat it. <laughs> All right, folks, make sure
1: you come back tomorrow. We got another one of these divisional three-round mock drafts, dueling mock drafts on deck. We're looking forward to continuing to work our way through this series, highlighting each of the divisions. This was fun for me, Joe, because the West has an opportunity to add a lot of talent to their division this year with the amount of picks that they have and the, the uh, frequency in the early rounds that they're picking. So I don't know about you, but that was cool to see Wow, there's a lot of potential here for for the AFC West.
0: Yeah, and I mean, in the the bottom feeder there, the Raiders have four in the top 35, and they just had a very big off season. So this could be competitive, quick, and you feel like the Chiefs at the top. You know, they they've lost a lot of players this off season. There's there's no way to to get around that, and so they need to really hit on some picks. So AFC West is going to be fun.
1: Yes, sir. So come back. Let's uh, get another fun division in tomorrow.